Bless the name of the Lord. Good to come together and worship and praise our our Lord Jesus Christ, who is alive. The stone has been rolled back and he is living today. Amen. Hallelujah. We serve a risen Savior. That's so wonderful. I'd like to uh, start out by singing... Maybe we can start by singing at Calvary, number 656 in the key of C. Years I spent in vanity and pride. Oh, years I spent in vanity and pride. And caring not my Lord was crucified. Knowing not it was for me he died. On Yeah. 
Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. Have you been beneath the fountain? Key of F, I believe. There's a, there's a fountain that is flowing over from a place called Calvary. And there is healing in its waters. And there is But this fountain flows forever, and it never shall run dry. Oh, have you been beneath this fountain? Saying, yes, I've been beneath this fountain. Oh, yes, I've been beneath this fountain. For there's no other place to go. It's flowing down from Calvary's mountain. It will walk. Yes, I've been, yes, I've been beneath this mountain. There's no other place to go. It's flowing down from Calvary's mountain, and it has washed me, washed me white as snow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Oh, falling in love with Jesus. Oh, falling in love with Jesus. The best thing I've ever, ever done. Oh, in his arms, in his arms, I feel protected. 
Because you first loved us. What great love you had for us, Lord. Oh, precious Jesus, precious Jesus. We just worship you this morning. We worship you this morning. Hallelujah. It's good to be in his presence. See you here this morning, Brother Allen and Brother Frank. It's good to good to see you this morning. There's a brother uh, Roger Cordery, who uh, is from South Wales in the UK. He just recently went to be with the Lord. So Brother Allen is just asking that we. He was a pastor of a church there, and uh, Brother Allen is just asking that we remember him in prayer or rather his wife and family in prayer. Our brother has gone to his reward and uh, we believe that he's he wouldn't even come back if he could. He's in another another body. The bloom of youth. So thankful for that. I just want to remember the family in prayer and uh, just so thankful for how our God spared uh, the Van Enter family. I pray that God will just be with them also. Amen. Maybe we can just go to prayer. Heavenly Father, so wonderful to come to your presence, Lord, to worship you. Praise your name, O God. You are the dearest friend, Lord God, that we could ever, ever know. 
and we come into your presence into your courts with praise and thanksgiving we give you all the glory O God for the work that you have done in our lives Father for the blessings that you have bestowed upon us Father for the work Lord for the saving and keeping power for the precious blood of Jesus Christ we give you thanks this morning O God You are worthy of praise, Lord. And you are our Redeemer, O God. You have redeemed us, Lord. You have redeemed our souls from death. As a matter of fact, Lord Jesus, you defeated death, hell, and the grave when you rose from the dead. And we stand in your presence this morning declaring, O God... That we are victorious through that work. Every redemptive promise is our inheritance this morning, Father. And we claim it in your name, Lord. We see loved ones here of families. Loved ones that have been prayed for over the years. And we see them standing here this morning. And we give you the glory, Lord. We give you the praise, O God. We worship you this morning and know that you are a true and living God. Your promises are yea and amen. And we're so thankful, oh God. Pour out a great blessing, Lord, upon us this morning. Pour out your spirit upon us, Father. May you become more dear to us than ever before, oh God. Let your anointing fall upon us, Lord. Not on our spirits alone, Lord, but God, upon our very soul, Lord. The very souls of men and women, O God. The very transforming power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Falling down upon our souls this morning, O God. Transforming us into your image, O God. Into the very likeness of Jesus Christ. Lord God, it's not our works, Father. It's not our merits. It's not anything that we could ever muster up or do, O God. But it's your work alone, Father. Oh God, have your way in our lives. Draw us closer to you, Lord. Draw us closer to you, Father, we pray, even this morning, O God. Lord, we got burdens on our hearts, Father, but we bring our burdens to you, Father. We cast our cares upon you this morning, O God, because you care. You are our burden bearer, O Father. And we love you, O God. We love you, Lord Jesus. And we praise you, Father. And we thank you, O God. And we bless your name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Maybe we can just sing that little chorus before we sit down. Pleasing, let me be pleasing to you. Oh, pleasing, let me be pleasing to you. Let everything I pursue. Be pleasing to you. Praise 
seats this morning. God bless you, everyone. We just welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus. We have a baby dedication this morning, and Brother Victor and Sister Sarah Adamora are going to bring their little one forward and have them dedicated. Maybe you can sing the Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. And also just want to uh, make mention, Brother Ray uh, and Sister Zoe, just want to thank the congregation for praying as uh, Sister Zoe's mother has arrived safely in the UK and we're so thankful for God's traveling mercies. Amen. All right, brother and sister. Brother Kim will be doing the baby dedication this morning. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. lately. Praise the Lord. The Lord is blessing these young couples, and we're so thankful for that. And good to see Brother Victor and Sister Sarah up here this morning. Lovely family, isn't it? Uh, I don't want to, it wouldn't be appropriate to call it a COVID family. (laughs) Both of these babies were born. The first one, uh, young Joel, right at the beginning of the shutdown, and then, of course, James the younger, uh, born just recently. Amen. You know, Jesus in Matthew chapter 19, it says, They brought unto him little children. And we all know this scripture, but it's good to read it. And that he should put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Suffer the little children and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And in the, that's in the book of Matthew, in the book of Mark, and in the book of Luke, it records that Jesus says, further, except you become as a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. So, so certainly little children have a great purpose in the kingdom of God, and the, and more importantly, the attitude of little children. And, you know, it was, we realized the people, the parents that brought the children, 
that they wanted the blessing of God upon the children. That's a good desire. And they were children. And I'm always asked, at what age? I've often asked, at what age is it good to dedicate the child? Well, the term children doesn't mean babe. That's a different word. And the term children actually means anywhere up into a number of years old. So you're certainly well within that range. And, and you know, we just certainly want to implore the blessing of God. And I see Joel looking at me there going, what is he doing? And... Uh, Amen. Well, Joel was born February of last year. Was he even in church before the shutdown? A couple services. Okay, I wasn't sure. And so, born February 1st of last year, and and March was when the sanctuary was shut down. But his name is Joel Alexander Adamora. And Adamora is a great name. We see the Adamora family here this evening or this morning. God bless you. Some of them there at the back. God bless you. It's good to see each and every one. Uh, Joel is, an, is a name we know. It means uh, Jehovah is God, but it also means something special to Sister Sarah because it's actually a combination of her mother's name, Joanne, and her father's name, Elliot, Joel. And so that uh, to her means something very special. And so we appreciate that. And I'm sure that'll be an honor with Joel all the days of his life, knowing is named after his grandma and grandpa. Alexander, of course, meaning a defender. And so you'll excuse me because it's not often we dedicate two children at the same time. So just bear with me for a moment. And then Brother James, young James, Bennett Adamora. We thank God for him. Clean bill of health. Amen. Amen. And uh, we know that when he was born, the prayer request went out. I have the prayer request here. And it starts this way. Brethren, please pray. When you have a need, that's a good way to start a text. Brethren, please pray. I know Brother Victor's a spiritual man. He really believes the Lord and, and Sister Sarah also a spiritual woman. And they had certain things that the doctors said were issues with the child. But uh, the testimony came back. They said, we prayed, Lord, before the doctors checked the ultrasound, let the kidneys be back to normal. And 24 hours after birth, the doctors inspected the kidneys and said, everything's perfect and positive. Hallelujah. So we praise the Lord for that. Of course, James is one of the sons of thunder. Always admire people that name their children James. And uh, not only is he one of the sons of thunder, but he's also, uh, the, James is the Greek of Jacob. And we won't go into that name. But uh, I, I thought it was amazing, Brother Victor, that you named your second son James. I'm sure you know what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm sure the Lord will bless them. And, and you know, we, know, we understand that names have meaning, but more importantly is... We want to dedicate these children to the Lord and want to just commit them to the Lord and ask God's blessings on them. So I don't think, uh, I don't know if Joel will come to me. Joel, will you come and see Brother Tim? Will you come to Brother Tim? Wow, great. Awesome. Can I, I could take your brother too if, if you want to do it at the same time. That'd be just fine. I've had a few children. <laughs> so I've done this before. <laughs> Amen. Look at all those people. Shall we bow our heads in a word of prayer? Wonderful Heavenly Father, I hold in my arms this morning the treasure 
that you have given Brother Victor and Sister Sarah, Lord. Lord, you have blessed their household. You have given them grace, O God. You have blessed their marriage relationship now with two sons. And we hold them before you, Lord. It's said in the scripture that you laid your hands upon them. Oh God, here we hold them in our arms. Lord, we're not you, but Lord, you can touch these boys. Lord, we pray for Joel and we pray for James. Oh Lord, that you will bless them, oh Lord, with the blessing that comes from you alone. May you watch over their lives. Lord, may you anoint them from a young age and may you make them useful in the kingdom of God. I know that would be the desire of his father and his mother. Lord, that they would be led of the spirit from a young age. And Lord, that you will just gift them and that you will make them fruitful in the kingdom of God. Watch over them and keep them away from the influences of the world. And Lord, rather, may they always be a positive influence and impact for the kingdom of God. Lord, we ask for Victor and Sarah, Lord. You've blessed them. Lord, you've made yourself known to them. Lord, may you give them wisdom as parents. Lord, that they would raise these children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. We commit this family into your hands. We ask now, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you receive these children as the parents are dedicating them back to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Tim. It's nice to... See the Adamora family, just a lovely little family there. Special dedication. It's wonderful to be here to be a part of that. Our brother uh, Joseph Gindo is going to sing a special for us. If he'd just like to come and get ready, and then we'll have our brother Tom come out and minister for us. Maybe we can sing, I've got to prove I'm one in a million. Well, I've got to prove I'm one in a million. I'm one. 
that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did Thy grace appear the hour I first believed. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns. Unending We really appreciate that. Amazing grace. Amen. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. As Brother Tom comes this morning. Amazing grace. Maybe we can stand together. Shall always be my song of praise. For it was
People need to just open up your voice and give Him praise because we're going to a place where they praise Him. You are the worthy one this morning, Lord. You are the Lamb of God, the righteous King of glory. 
Lord, we come to the house of God this morning to rejoice in the very presence of the great I am. Lord, we're not looking to the past and we're not looking to the future. We're looking to the very present God that is amongst his people. For wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be in their midst. Lord, we just pray, God, that your grace will come upon us, that you will open the word of God to every one of us. Lord God, we feel the urge and the charge within our soul to proclaim this gospel that has come in this hour. Anointed word of God, the Messiah himself, anointing a son of man. We pray, Lord God, that you will speak to every heart, deliver every soul, save every that one that's lost, and may you be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, amen. Amen. Well, without any further delay, we'll go to the Word. I've got a couple of announcements that they'll go along with the, the message this morning. So we're thankful for all you being here, all that could be here, all made their way, and some that wish they were here. One day, within short time, we're all going to be together. We've been prophesying it. We've been speaking it. Now it's got to happen. And so we're looking forward to it and looking like they're working on the border systems right now. So it's a matter of time that they've got to put all these things forward. And one glorious day we'll be gathered together, not only here, but in the heavens of heavens. Amen. God bless you all here, the balcony and the fellowship room. God bless you, saints. Nice to be fellowshipping with you this morning. I'd like you to turn, please, to a very wonderful yet familiar scripture to us. It is in St. Luke, St. Luke, chapter 15, uh, 19 and verse 5. 19 and verse 5. As I've often said and will say, there's not one of us that minister the word of God that had their own thought to put. Yes? Excuse me. Yeah. We're going to say a word about... Yep. Yeah, I am, Dad. Yeah. The word of God that has come today through a prophet is not only a word from a prophet, but it's the instrumentality of man that God used to speak to a people through a prophet. Because God can't do nothing and first he reveals it to his servants of prophets first. And so the attack, the way Satan moves, Brother Bram said he, he tries to attack your armament. To take that away. If you can't trust it, then you're defeated already. But our strength is in the unveiled Christ that has come in this hour. I don't want Tom Ray's thought. I don't want any man's thought. I want Jesus Christ's thought. And the thought of God is the only thing that we have built our souls on. This revelation. Luke 19 verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. I think it's been mentioned over the last few weeks, if not months, the scripture, but it's applicable and very wonderful. And Jesus came to the place and he looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must abide at thy house. This is a, this is a must. This is, this is what Jesus was wanting. And he made haste, came down, and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be uh, to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. 
Praise the Lord. God can come to a sinner's heart. Hey, he's come to my heart. Come to my house. Praise the Lord. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I have give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation. Well, the very fact that he's saying this, he has done that. He's an embezzler. This man is an embezzler. He's confessing sins right now. He, he's making sure everything's covered. Lord, if I've done this, I'm going to do this. So now, that's need, we, I need to get to this place, and I believe we're at that place. Um, uh, I give my half to I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I'll restore him fourfold. Wow. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man. And I want you to take a look at that. The Son of Man is come to seek to save that which was lost. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are not looking at a gospel of 2,000 years ago because a son of man has come today revealing the son of man. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. Amen. The son of man himself is a very present help in time of need. Amen. We've had a need within the church. We've had needs, and today we've had a, a very big need, and that need is the Van Enter family. Uh, the Van, uh, Rick, Ricard and Andrea and the children want to, th- first of all, thank you. He says, Ricard and Andrea would like to thank each and every one of you for all their love, support that has been shown over the last 48 hours. Although we lost all our natural possessions, their house burned down. And we thank the Lord, we can't thank the Lord enough for sparing all of our lives. And to God be the glory. Amen. Amen. He can give him glory. And uh, my sister um, Van Enter, um, Brother Ricard's mother, was not in the ba- uh She lives in the basement suite. And of course there was uh, an excitement around because they couldn't find her. And uh, then they found out that she'd gone to the store to get something, so she wasn't involved in the fire, but coming home and seeing her son and daughter-in-law and grandchildren's home on fire is traumatic. Brother, Brother Ricardo said, Brother Branham said, you know, sometimes when things are going wrong, dark, we know by nature that it's darkest just before the day. And many times we see disastrous things happening like that, especially to believers. We must bear this in our mind that it's Satan trying to block the blessing that's on its road. I say glory to God. Amen. People are, are maturing in the word. They're not, you know, they're not downcast. There's nothing going to separate us from the love of God. Nothing. And so they want to say, God bless you and thank you for your continued prayers. And there has been a, a GoFundMe uh, set up for Brother Ricard and Sister Andrea and family, which the saints, um, not only here, but uh, around the globe, have given some um, uh, funds for their um, needs. And some have given 
privately, some have given to um, them personally and through this GoFundMe. So if we would just remember one thing, and that's one thing for sure, we can all pray for them. It was a loss of a, of a house that's true, but it's a loss of memories, it's a loss of things that you've had all your life, and, and our heart goes out to Sister Andrea and Brother Ricard and the children. We love them dearly, and we will continue to pray for them. This is not just a one-time thing. This is going, this is going to be a very long process, a very long process. And uh, I know what it is to deal with insurance companies and insurance. It's all fine and wonderful when it's up front and right now. But when it comes down to the final giving, they're pretty tough to deal with. And may the Lord give Brother Ricard wisdom as he handles these affairs. Amen. So we know that our God is the God is our source of strength. And God has given us a word in this generation for such a time as this. And I'm so I'm so happy to see the maturity of how when you go through these kind of trials that it's not somebody that's saying, woe is me, but realizing God's doing something in a greater way, a very supernatural way. And we will be praying that we see not necessarily the now. You don't see a lot of times when you see the hand of God, us not being prophets We'll walk the walk a few days, months, weeks, whatever. We'll look back and say, that was God, that was God, that was God, that was God. So God is in our lives. He's not, not one day leaves us. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, for I'll be with you even in you to the end of the world. What a God we serve and what a mighty God we love. Brother Bram says this. He says, and if God hadn't elected you to be a Christian, you cannot be a Christian. Now, these are powerful statements made through the Son of Man. These are powerful words. And a lot of times we go over them maybe too fast as we preach. Maybe sometimes we need to slow down and and just make an emphasis. But now the prophet is saying, if God hasn't elected you, and you don't, and don't sit there so pious. You can rejoice this morning that God has elected you before the foundation of the world. You are here in the house of God, glorifying God. We're not looking at it as a statue. We're looking at the living Jesus Christ, the living word. He said, if God hasn't elected you to be a Christian, you can't even be a Christian. If you're a Christian, you want to praise him. If you're a Christian, he is your deliverer. He is your savior. He is the mighty God that has come down in this generation. Amen. You couldn't be a Christian. It's God's choice, not your choice. God chose you, Brother Ellen. You never chose it. God chose you. The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was what lost Gabe. He seeks and to save as, as a little lamb stuck in the thicket. The shepherd will leave the ninety and nine for the one. Amen. So the word, the son of man, is the word of God. Amen. The word went out and healed the people. It's God's choice, not yours. No man seeks God. No man seeks God at any time. You haven't sought God. But God has sought you. It wasn't you calling for God. It was you. It was God calling for you. Adam, 
where are you? Jack, where are you? He knows exactly where we are. And how this son of man came. And I was just reading, and a person, a lady came up. He said, now, sister dear, you were beside your bed, and you were praying. If I could just get to the meeting, everything will be all right. Well, saints of God, who was that? It wasn't William Branham. It was the son of man using a son of man to let you know he sees you in your hour of need. Amen. Amen. You might be backslidden today. He sees your backsliddenness. But if you're not a CGN of God, you can't come anyway. It is God's calling. Amen. For the Bible says, and when Jesus came to a place, he looked up. He knew exactly where Zacchaeus was. Brother Branham demonstrates it in a drama. Says he put the garbage can to the tree because he was a short little man. He couldn't grab the branch. He had to do something. And he got up in the tree. I got to believe that God wants us to climb the tree of life this morning and get up and looked up and see the Son of Man himself walking by. He says, Zacchaeus. Today, Jesus said, this day is salvation come to your house for as much as he also, I want you to remember this, is a son of Abraham. He's the son of Abraham. For the son of man is come to seek and to save. He comes to seek and to save. I've used this word, I used it a couple of weeks ago, but I just wanted to find out how many times Brother Branham used this word, and you say, well, there's Greek definitions and so forth. Brother Branham actually uses Greek, and he uses this word, save, sozo, 32 times throughout the message. He said, sozo, in the Greek, as you theologians know. So somebody is thinking, well, you know, it means more than just save, when Brother Branham was saying that. He says, now the Son of Man has come to seek and to save. The save is the meaning of rescuing you from peril. Jesus came to seek and to save. To rescue you from peril. From peril. To protect you. This is, this is all encompassing word. Now, he's to save you from peril, but he's also to keep you alive in him, to preserve your life, and to deliver, and to heal, and to make you whole. Amen. That's our God that saves us. He protects us. He preserves us. He delivers us. He heals us. What a mighty God we serve. And they didn't want him, saints. They called him Beelzebub. He raised the dead and they wanted to kill him. They don't want him. The world does not want this Jesus. They've got everything they want to say against this message. Is Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever? They might not want it, but I want it. The elect wants it. The chosen want it. Amen. To save, to rescue, to protect, to keep alive, to preserve, to deliver, to heal, to make whole. I think that's enough to end a service on. I think that's enough we could rejoice this morning that Jesus saved me. (laughs) I was there when Jesus 
the very moment he for <laughs> he took away my heavy burden. Did he not take your burden away? Amen. Brother Bram goes on to say this. He says, listen, there was a word in Luther's age. There was a word that the just shall live by faith. And that is a wonderful word. That alone, revelation, turned the Catholic church on its head. The power of that word. The just shall live by faith. Turned the Catholic church upside down. One man. But that was, Brother Ram said, that was a portion of the Holy Spirit. He says, then the Holy Spirit moved and it came to Wesley. And from Wesley, it came to Pentecost. But Brother Ram said, this message couldn't happen in Luther's day. This couldn't happen in Wesley's age. It couldn't even be in the Pentecostal age. But in the day when the Son of Man will be manifested. Revealed, brought back the church together with the entire deity of God amongst his people. Oh my goodness. It was flying over everybody's head. And Lord, don't let it fly over our heads. Let us realize the entire deity of God is amongst his people. God is amongst us. He's being revealed with the same visible signs manifesting himself like he did at the beginning. And they just thought it was a a gift. It was a gift. It's Brother Alan King. You're from Ontario. You will go to Cloverdale. You will sit in the church for 40 years. How does a man know that? A man couldn't know that. But God would know that. And so now he's showing the same signs. He's manifesting himself like he did at the beginning. He came in a form of a prophet God, oh glory, but promised Malachi 4 by the rest of the scriptures. Where do you worship at? The house of God, seated, present tense, in heavenly places. That's our God. Luke 7, turn to me with me please to Luke 7, 47. Always like some of these numbers because the 747 is takeoff time. Have you got your ticket and your reservation made? Seven for Luke 747. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which were many, are forgiven. For she loveth much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, can you imagine? Here is a woman... Caught in adultery. Here is the fountain of grace sitting before them. And they can't see the change of law to grace. They couldn't see the turning of the corner. They couldn't see it. And so he he turns to her and says, your sins are forgiven. But Moses said, if you commit adultery, that you're to be stoned. What a change. What a change. But they weren't seeing the change. Like they didn't see the change from Luther to Wesley. They didn't see the change from Wesley to Pentecost. They don't see the change from Pentecost to now. The bride portion at the end of the latest scene age, the bride age. Not a, different, not a different church age, but at the end of the church age, the Son of Man will be revealed. And he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, who is this that should forgive sin also? And he said to the woman, thy faith hath sozo thee. 
Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. And Jesus is using the word, the word sozo, meaning you're forgiven of sins, not to be remembered. Think about it. Who could only forgive sin? He said only God could forgive sin. Exactly. That was God in flesh. Forgiving her sin. My. The Bible says uh, in Matthew. Don't turn to this please. Matthew 1 and 21. She will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. And he will sozo. Save his people from their sins. Notice what he said. He will save his people. Amen, Margaret. You got to identify. I'm one of his people. I'm one of his seed. I'm one of his genes. I'm one of the few. That's right. Sozo means also the life of God himself is in you. Because you never got eternal life the day you got saved. You always had eternal life. So sozo gives an indication and shows us that the sozo or the meaning of it is the life of God himself is in you. You can no more perish than God can. We're only on definitions. We're not even in preaching yet. You can no more perish than God can because God saves his children. Amen. Listen, brother, you just had a baby dedication, brother Victor. You should be able to lift up your hands. God saved me. God gave me children. God gave me life. I claim it in the name of Jesus Christ for my children. I remember the day we were at uh, Kwama's camp, and I've said it before, and I've got it in my Bible. Brother Biscoll stands up after a meeting. He says, I feel strangely moved. I'm a deacon at the time standing at the post, Marilyn. Standing at a post. Not even knowing anything, hardly. And the man of God stands there. He says, I feel strangely moved. But I give you your children. I raise up my hand. I said, God, my boys have been supernaturally given. I claim every one of them. You gave them life. You're the healer. You're the deliverer. You're my savior. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm holding on. Have held on. Held on for their, my children. I hold on for their children and their children. Hallelujah. My God is a real God. Amen. He's not a God of history. He's a God of the presence. Amen. Yes, sir. The sozo, meaning the life of God himself, Sister Debbie, the life of God himself is in you. Stumble into a little log church because your husband feels like this is finally what I've looked for. And you've never left. Isn't that marvelous? What's holding you? It's the hand of God. The keeping power of God saves you, keeps you, and will change you. Hallelujah. What man, he goes on to say in Luke 15 and 4, what man of you would have a hundred sheep if he lose one of them? Does he not leave the ninety and nine? Does he not leave the ninety and nine? What is it? What is Jesus saying? David was his type and shadow. David went after a sheep. Hey, I gotta admit, if I had a hundred sheep, 
And a lion came and took a lamb. Hey, what's a lamb? What's a lamb? But that was his father's sheep. And uh, then a bear comes. Well, hey, listen, I handled the lion, but how the bear, I mean, my goodness, I, uh, you know, what's one lamb? What's one lamb? Well, David went in there under the anointing of God because he was already predestined to sit in the throne of God. And there was no lion, no bear, no jackal, no wolf, no nothing was going to stop him. That's why he said, you'll be an invincible army in this last age. Come on, church. You are an invincible church. You've got the life of God. You say, I got the life of God in me. Nice song. Nice song. But do you actually mean it? Do we mean it? I've got the life of God in me. I've got sozo in me. I've got eternity in me. He seeks to say that which was lost. That was always his. It always was his. And always will be his. You can no more perish than God can perish. This is now Brother Bram saying. I'll raise him up in the last days. Jesus said amen. Because the life is in you. Message Abraham 1956. So now which one of you wouldn't leave the 99 for one? To save that one loss. So we see the value of a sheep Gabe. We see the value of you. And God would... Have a message. And, and, and what we didn't talk about is that I had a message Sunday morning early, already prepared. And God gave me a whole message, not three hours before the service. I've only had that happen to me a couple of times. It's a scary thing. It's a scary thing. You have studied all week. You've laid on your face. You're trying to find the mind of God. And all of a sudden in the morning, a thought comes in your mind. And it's just come booming in my mind. Just do as your brother Abel. Just do as your brother Abel. Just do as your brother Abel. I said, my goodness, Lord. I got to write a whole new message out. And I'm so thankful that you can be obedient to the Holy Ghost that is in you. And then you see a jewel and you see a Gabriel come and rededicate their lives to Christ. I say, to God be the glory. He knows his own. He'll leave the ninety and nine for just one. Hallelujah. He'll go after the lost. He'll go after you. He will find you. He knows whether you're in a tree. He knows whether you're a backslidden prophet in a desert. He knows if you're in a whale's belly. He knows exactly where you are this morning. Why don't you just surrender and look to the Lamb of God. Look to Calvary this morning and watch the mighty hand deliver you. A runaway prophet. Can you imagine? Running from his call. Running for it. But he wasn't received. But hey, what happened? What changed him? A burning bush. That changed him. That awakened the seed in him. What awakened your seed? Same burning fire. I saw a fire that couldn't be quenched the other day. That just got kept on on fire. Put the water out. Got so many people with the fire hose trying to put your fire out. Trying to put my fire out. Shoot on it. Flame comes up. They got, ah, we finally got him down. He's, he, he won't rise now. And all of a sudden, fire again. That's what happens service after service. Devil tries to put a water hose on the fire of God. It cannot be consumed. Amen. 
Once God has lit the fire of God in your soul, there's no devil, there's no tribulation, there's no persecution, there's no trial, no nothing can put it out. In the good times, praise His name. In the bad times, do the same. That's what we're seeing, mature Christians coming to a position. God's in this. God's in this. Hey, listen, if we're going to heaven, we're going to unpack anyways. We're unpacking anyways. I'm leaving all my nice tables behind. I'm leaving my car behind. I'm leaving everything behind. Do I care? No, I've got a mansion just over the hillside. Is it just a song or is it a reality? There was hope saying to Brother Branham, Honey, why don't you just come to our home? He says, Branhams don't have homes. Can you imagine the humbleness of a man? He said, Branhams don't have homes. But he says, we got a home now. Let's get spiritual. Okay, we're going to get a new home. Okay, we got that. But he's also got a home. There's a city beyond the starry sky. 1,500 miles high. Streets of pure gold. If it wasn't so, I would have, if it wasn't true, I wouldn't tell you this. But I want the seeing of God to rejoice this morning. Hallelujah. We did not know this until a prophet came. It had to come in this generation. Jack, if you don't have a library, you get a library. You start collecting your books. I got books so worn out after 40 years. Pages are dropping off. I keep taping them, taping them, taping them, taping them. They're my friends. They're my friends. I know that I used to know the color of book that they were, but now the covers are all worn off. But I know volumes 12 and 7. I know volume 9 and 6 is proving his word. I know these numbers. Because I keep reading this blessed message. If you just think it's casual, you've missed it. You have missed it. This is not a casual message. You cannot cheat your brother and get the blessing of God on your family. Look what Zacchaeus had to do. He said, I'll pay him four times. One moment in the presence of the Son of Man. He said, I will pay. We'll cheat our brother of this. We'll cheat our brother of that. And think, oh, God's going to bless me. No, he won't. You be honorable. You pay your debt. My Bible says, oh, man, nothing. Brother Branham said, Christ revealed in his own word, before he starts preaching, he said, I don't want any trouble at the river. Pay your debts. Pay your debts. He said, I'm not talking about your mortgage. And I'm not talking about your car payment. I'm saying what you owe a brother. You pay your debt. He said, because I don't want any trouble at the river. What does that mean? There will be trouble at the river. If you don't. So, brother Tom, you're just a fanatic. No, I'm just quoting a prophet. Which is quoting the mind of God. I know that stumbles people, but that's okay. It does not stumble me. And if it does, forgive me, but don't forgive me. Something that is lost is unable to find its own way. Not knowing where your whereabouts are. Right, Mike? Huh? You didn't know? Clueless. 
We tried this. We tried that. We went to this church. Went to that church. I identify with that. I gone to church drunk, stone, everything else. Trying to find God. But one day, one day, Jesus came to me. It wasn't me seeking God. God sought me. He saw that seed laying in me. Amen. Salvation is of God. I'll send you a son and his name shall be Jesus and he will save his people from all their sin and unbelief. That which is lost, you're unable to find your way. I had no way of finding my way. You had no way of finding your way. Not one of us knew which way to turn, brother. But brother Ernie had to come your way, brother Roy. So was that brother Ernie or was that God in brother Ernie? I have to say it was God in brother Ernie. Was that, was that sister Linda or was that God in Linda? Was that, God does not un-God himself. Oh, just a second here. God does not un-God himself. If God is tabernacled in you, you are tabernacled for good. You've come from God, you go back to God. You can't lose God. And he will never lose you. Right, Brother Ken? Then Brother Ken gets anointed. Now, if you think you've had some brutal friends in life, because I'm going to get into friendship, I hope, today. Brother Ken was merciless on me. Merciless. I, I, I hope you've got somebody that you go to work with and you're merciless with. Because he was merciless with me. Tom. You gotta get saved. You know you gotta get saved. Come to a church service. Come to a church service. Come to this. You know, you're gonna fry in hell. You're gonna go to hell. You go one way or the other. Are you going to heaven or going to hell? I said, that's a good question. He said, you gotta receive Jesus. Yes, sir. And he says, well, listen, if the house is on fire and you're three stories up and the fire is behind you, what are you gonna do? Stay and get cooked? Big chicken? Or are you gonna get jump? And trust there'll be somebody there that will catch you. I say, I'll, I'll take the jump. Why don't all of us take a jump this morning? And just jump into the very arms of God. If you're lost, you're unable to find your way. You don't even know your whereabouts. Jesus is here. Jesus is here to seek and save that which is lost. Amen. I say unto you, likewise... When that sheep is found, Gabe, when that sheep is found, Jesus goes on to say, when that sheep is found, likewise, joy shall be in heaven. John, joy shall be in the prayer meeting. Isn't that right? What a difference in the prayer meeting. I tell you what, I happened to be blessed to be there that night. We had a trustees meeting and I just slipped into the prayer meeting. The brothers were worshiping God, glorifying God. Prayed for Brother Victor and Sarah's baby. Prayed for the brothers. Gabe, I'm sorry, he had no chance. You had no chance. I was there when Jesus saved Gabe. <laughs> Amen. We're, pr- we're praying, Jay, for Isaac. Isaac's going to give his heart to Christ. Yes, sir. We have to start claiming these things. I say unto you in one, one. Get saved. Likewise, joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. More than 99 just persons which need no repentance. Hallelujah. Amen. Perhaps today you come to church and you need to be rescued. Jesus is here. 
Perhaps you came to church this morning because this is Jesus' job description. (laughs) This is what he does. This is what he is. Amen. If you're lost today, just call on his name. Invite him yourself. If you want close fellowship, relationship, climb a tree, climb a pew, run an aisle, get to the altar, raise your hands, just say, Jesus, forgive me. Amen. If Zacchaeus could, who was an extortioner I put down here, he extortioned the people, he was a thief. He was a sinner. He was an outcast from Israel. Can't get any lower. We're going to keep on giving them another adjective. Zacchaeus, an extortionist, a thief, a sinner, an outcast from Israel. If God can save a Zacchaeus, if God can save a Tom Ray, God can save anybody. Hallelujah. And if you are in need of sozo, of rescuing, Take the lifeline of the Word of God. Take the lifeline. I'm sorry. I'm okay. I'm okay. Are you okay? We're okay together. Amen. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. God knew where Moses was, so he had a burning bush where Moses was. God knew where Adam was. And he asked the question, where are you, Adam? You don't think God didn't know where he was? Ah, when he heard the voice of God walking through the garden, he hid himself behind fig leaves. Where art thou? He knew where Gideon was. And God, in theophany form, was under an oak tree. He knew Gideon was going that way. He knew Zacchaeus was going that way. He knew Moses was going that way. Elohim even came right to the tent of Abraham. He knows exactly where each and every one of you are at. Saved, unsaved, backslidden, whatever. He knows all our condition. Amen. We don't want to. Now this is, this is an important part here. We don't want to judge our spirituality by the people you sit with. I'm sorry. I don't judge my spirituality by people that are around me. And then think that I'm living a little bit higher than where they're at. What does that mean? I'll judge myself by the word. By the word himself. And by that word, if I am lacking, I just say, oh God, would you provide my need this morning? Don't ever think you're spiritual. Because you've basically looked at one another and said, I'm more spiritual than them, so I must be spiritual. What, you're carnal, just doing that, thinking you're spiritual. There is not, nothing like that in God. We are all even. But there is, it, sometimes we sit back and we don't press in because we're judging ourselves by those that are around us. We have to take the word of God. Let this be your mirror. Say, am I living up to that mirror? Amen. So he knew where Abraham's tent door was. He knew where Tom Ray was. He had to send a pastor here from Toronto. Had to send a family to our school. You don't think God is not in control of every situation? God had to, to promote my father to come to Cloverdale? 
We're supposed to be in Shaughnessy. The, the, his head office said, no, we want you to, and my, that was my dad's job description, to be the, what do you call him, um, entertainer for the company. But he was not that kind of person. And we built a home here in Cloverdale. As I said before, if we built it on the other side of the street, I'd go to Langley. But because God had my dad buy a piece of property on this other side of the street, had to go to Cloverdale. Why? Because my best friend had to be sitting, had to be in my grade. Two reprobates. Void of everything, right, Brother Ken? We were just void of everything. But then some girls came in. Marilyn came in. Linda came in. And they started witnessing. I remember, I remember Linda walking down. She doesn't even know this. She doesn't even remember this, but I remember it because it's part of my experience. She walking down the hallway. I think it was from the band room to the main area. And I was going to the band room and I saw Linda and I knew she was talking to Ken. Ken was freaked out because he, because Linda was witnessing to him. So she's coming this way. So I jumped into a room. <laughs> Tom, what are you doing in this room? Ah, I just thought I'd step in for a minute. Because I didn't want the confrontation, but Jesus knew where I was. Amen. Jesus knew exactly where we are. He just let that old salmon just go out. Dave, you know what it is to let a salmon run. Let him run, let him run. But then when you're tired enough, he pulls it. He sets the hook, starts wheeling them in. He got a big one. You got... Dave, come on. You obviously have a smile on your face when you catch a fish. Huh? Do you do the fish dance? You got to be a big one, eh? <laughs> huh? You caught it. You caught. I got one. I got one. Yeah, get it in there. Oh, you're all excited. You got him in here. Saints, if I could reel in the fish this morning, I'd be very excited. I'd be very excited to reel in a salmon, a rainbow salmon, on the troublesome river, or the river of no return. <laughs> Hallelujah! Catch you before you you die. Oh my, see, what is it here in this elected church of God? It's God in your flesh manifesting himself. Oh, do you think we knew this, Brother Timothy? We didn't even know nothing. I didn't anyways. But all I did is receive Christ, the living word. And that word birthed me. And that word became alive to me. Brother Ken gave me serpent seed, and that serpent seed revelation turned me around on my head. I said, that has to be God. And God, rich in mercy, reached down his hand to me. Oh, brother. He said, that same angel of the Lord is here tonight. He's Jehovah God in your flesh. Might as well rejoice. It's Jehovah God in your flesh. My Phil. Jehovah God tabernacled in my flesh. Amen. Jehovah God in my flesh. The same God that never dies. He's just as real. The thing of it is, people don't recognize him. He says, you believe now with all your heart? Now, God, now he makes the statement. Now, God's going to come behind the statement and vindicate it. So he wants you to get it real good, Brother Frank. This isn't just a man that has a tremendous gift. This is prophet, a son of man. Now the son of man is going to come there and use the gift. The vessel. Remember I said there's a sign 
and there's the voice of the sign. A prophet is a sign, but it's not just a sign. I don't love the sign of 50 miles an hour or destination hope. No, sir. I want to go to that destination, so I want to hear the voice of what that sign is saying. So the voice of that sign is saying to you tonight, the very one that walked on the shores of Galilee is in this building tonight. Then if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, he's got to be in this building tonight. He's got to be in that building tonight. Come on, Joe. Praise our God. Amen. Never a man spake like this man. And you say, well, geez, that was said of Jesus. Well, that's the same Jesus. Woo. I'm not calling Brother Branham Jesus. I'm talking about the God that came through his body. He said, don't you believe it now with all your heart? The very one that walked on the shores of Galilee is here tonight. What is it? He's just using you and I. Now notice, he's so kind. He says he's just using you and I. He's just using you and I. Amen. Now, no matter what, what would be anointed on me, it's got to be on you too. The anointing on me got to be anointing on you. See? It's got to be on them also. You believe that? Jesus said, have faith. Don't doubt. Just believe. Now, here he comes. Here he comes. Now, he's making the declaration. He's living in you. He's living in me. He says, now, you got back trouble. That's one thing here. You're shattered with death of cancer. You believe he will heal you? You do. Somebody else, you want to prepare for two? You believe that he'll heal him? That, that's your husband. He's sitting out there. Do you believe God can tell me what his trouble is? Will you believe me as his prophet if I do tell you that? He's got intestinal troubles. Troubles say, the doctor says it's intestinal trouble. If you can believe. But here's the greatest thing you need. You need salvation. Sozo. So he's a healer. He's a savior. He's a protector. Amen. He is present the same. Here's the greatest thing you need. Salvation for your soul. Will you accept him as your savior and believe on him with all your heart? Amen. Both of you need it. Will you do it and believe with all your heart? You will accept him as your savior now and be healed. Husband, will you accept savior? God bless you. You're both saved. Isn't that amazing? He said, will you accept it? You will. You're both saved. How easy is it? Just surrender. Say, I want Jesus back into my life. Just ask him and you will be restored. Hallelujah. He's the same yesterday, today, and for Jesus is alive. And he's living where? In me. Don't be afraid. He preached the message. Don't be afraid. Be not afraid. Now here he comes to this man. This man's in terrible trouble. He's at the hour of death. Man, if if the world doesn't catch this right now, you are blind and deaf and don't know it, as Laodicea said. This world, look at the, look at the temperature. Just wait till it burns with a holy fire. When has Cloverdale seen 45 degrees? 42, they said it'll feel like 50 in mission. We used to, when I was a kid, we used to get three and four feet of snow. 
Dad used to put the snowbank up to the second floor and put the toboggan at the window. We'd crawl out and go down the slide. When's the last time you've seen three, four feet of snow here? None of, most of you have never seen it here. Maybe in Dawson Creek, but not here. But now why do we get a skiff for a day, maybe three inches? Dave is gracious, can bring his quad and clears my driveway. We get that, what, for two days, three days? And now we're at 45, 42. This world is in its birth pains. It's in its last throes. America is in turmoil. Economics is ready to burst its balloon. People are going to have nothing. And we've got everything. Because we have the word. Amen. You say, what is that third pull? That third pull will happen when you need it. When that council tightens up, God will bring it. Everybody wants the spoken word. Let's get the character for the spoken word. Some of us still would make Tom Ray ashes if you had the spoken word. I don't like him. Hey, you got to have the character, huh? Because you don't have the character, right? Power without character is what? Yeah, satanic, put me in ashes. You can't do that. Amen. So God is building a church. He's building characters. Going through Andrea and Ricard. And he's going through the girls. He's going through Austin. These are character moments. Hard times are character moment times. Yeah, it's hard. It's very hard. Got brother John Drake just on the brittle thread of life. Weighing in the balances. Any moment, they said he's the worst patient in British Columbia at this time. Doesn't know whether he's got the next breath. But if you got Christ, saints, that's what, that's what people don't understand. You don't know what's going to happen. We have a wonderful service. You get in your car and some drunk smashes you. You're dead. Where are you going? You say, oh, I'm invincible. You are invincible. You're invincible when you have Christ. I'm telling you what, you're a target for the Satan if you don't have him. So now here we go. He says, now, he says, there's a man there. He's at his hour of death also. Cancer in the throat. That's right. Smoking cigarettes. Hard on the throat. Will you quit them and give them up? You're not a Christian. You're a sinner. He comes to seek and to save. He comes to restore. He, that's what he is. It's what he is, saints. We're going to throw the gospel net out as far as I can throw it this morning. I'm going to throw it out. I trust I'm not going to be like Peter and have nothing in my net. But I'll let Jesus take control of it. And when Jesus take control of that net, there was abundance of fish. And they counted them out. And they needed more than one man to bring him in. Oh, God, send out the gospel net. He says, here you are. You're dying with cancer. Cigarettes hard on the throat. Will you quit them? What is God doing? He is vindicating the voice. And everybody, he he aired. He aired. My foot. Air where? Not one of these people of 10,000, of 250,000 people stood up and said, that's not right. He said, I've got blessed assurance. The angel told me, if I can get the people to believe me, nothing would stand against me, not even cancer. 
But then I, here, here's the humility of a prophet. And I love this part. He said, even if the angel told me something that wasn't in the Bible, I wouldn't believe it. What does that do? That gives you confidence in the voice. Don't be afraid. You're, you're not a Christian. You're a sinner. Just accept him as your savior for your soul. The apostle Peter came. He was a sinner too. If God would reveal to me your name and tell me your name and, and like he did Peter, will you believe that it's Christ? God loves you. He saves you. Will you take my word that your sins are forgiven? Will you, Mr. Davidson? Then go home, be well. Go home and be saved. Go home and be delivered. That's what we want in this church. Come to service. Deliverance. 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 Convict the sinner. Heal the sick. Hallelujah. Not just church. Get away from playing church. We come pulling on the word. Pulling on the preacher. Pulling on thus saith the Lord. If we're not preaching the word, boot us out. We must preach the word. People, the biggest critics, their lives are miserable. They're narcissists to the max. I will ascend. I will. I will. Listen. Jesus said, not my will, but thy will. There's two different children. One's the seed of the serpent and one's the seed of God. And you might as well rejoice. You've been elected by Almighty God. Hallelujah. And if you young people haven't come to that experience, you ask God to make it real to you. I was 21 when I got saved. I was fervent for the cause of Christ, whatever I knew of him. And by the grace of God, I can say like Caleb as I'm getting older. I'm stronger now in the faith than I was when I was 21. The word is greater, richer, more wonderful. My relationship with him is better and greater than I've ever known. And I'm thankful for that. All of us, all of us in this topsy-turvy, crazy world needs this friend. Not just to know him as Savior, Deliverer, Healer, but to know him as a friend. A friend. <clears throat> so all up to now was just foundation. Now we're coming to the subject. My title is, Oh What a Friend. I'm clearly sad. I'm a friend of God's. Oh, what a friend. <laughs> what a friend I have in Jesus. What a friend. Isaiah says in 41.8, But thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have cho- chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Hallelujah. Not the premier, not the prime minister, not the president. Not Bill Gates, Benzo, Bilzo, or whatever his name is. Those are not my friends. But my friend, Brother Phil, my friend is Jesus. He walks with me and he talks with me. 
a long life's way. Hallelujah. When you're all alone in your room, he's there. When you're sitting, he's there. When you get in the car, he's there. Hallelujah. He's there. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said in James 2 and 23, Abraham believed God and was puted unto him for righteousness. And we always stop at the righteousness part. And he was called the friend of God. Ah, brother Roy, you're my friend. You're my friend. But what a friend I have in Jesus. Oh, I'm going to sing it. What a friend who walks when I'm lonely. What a friend. Be the friend. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You're a friend of Jesus. You're a friend. Friend of God. The friend of God who created the universe. I started thinking about it yesterday and, and Brother Ed, he was saying one time, we're just a piece of dust crawling on the face of this earth. And I thought, oh, Lord, I'm dust. You're God. And you'd want me as a friend. A friend. A friend. Praise God. He said, then Sarah would say, honey, it's been 25 years ago since the promise was made. And here I am, nearly a hundred. He said, praise God. Praise God. He said, we're going to have it anyhow. He said, well, I prayed for this and I prayed for it. You're going to have it anyhow. You might as well say it today. I'm going to have them anyhow. He said, praise God, we're going to have it anyhow, because God said so. God said so. That says it. That's right. He knowed the nature of God because he was a friend of God. He knew the nature of God, so he was a friend with God. Twenty-five. What's 25 years to God? For you and me, it's a long time. For God, it's, an, it's not even a second. He'd know how to take him because he knowed that he promised that no matter how foolish it looked or how simple it looked or how unreasonable it looked, they were true because God said so and that settles it forever. That's the way every seed of Abraham does today. Come on, friends of God. Rejoice. Have you ever, I've been at different gatherings, not amongst believers, of course, before I was saved. I was in a fraternity and all their dads were all judges and lawyers and doctors and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know how on earth I got there. But everybody started name dropping. Started to know, I know who knew Bennett and I knew Barrett and I knew whatever. And they knew that and they knew that and they knew all these big shots. I didn't know nobody. Didn't know nobody. But didn't know that I'm a friend with God. They, they claim big shots as friends and it gives them status. He's my friend. He's a, he's a, he's a well-known man. 
Because he's well known and he's my friend, I must be well known. Huh? It's funny how people think. It's weird, actually. But then I can say to you in all humility, I got a greater friend. I got a greater friend. It's like they said about Neil Armstrong. They said at his gatherings that they go through and they have their little parties and things like that. And everybody wants to tell how big what they've accomplished and how much billions and millions they've got in their parties. And all he sits back and waits until, and what's your accomplishment? I said, I just, I just walked on the moon. He says, it's funny how that ends every party. (laughs) Nobody can top that. (laughs) Walked on the moon. Hey, I'm walked in heavenly places. So far past that shiny moon. Amen. I'm rising into heavenly places. Brother Brown said, always. I'm always in heavenly places. Amen. I'm seated with the king. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Every seed of Abraham does that. They know him as a friend. They know if he said it, it's going to come to pass. We have natural friends and they might let you down. But there's a friend that will never let you down. And his name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And my sheep, the one that was lost, know my voice. Know him as a deliverer. Know him as a savior. Hallelujah. You never forget that moment. That's why Brother Bram said you can go back to that place and know where you gave your heart to Christ and know you've been changed. Is that right, Matthew? You had to go tell your wife to come and move back to BC. And we're glad you did. We wouldn't have had a fantastic teacher without her. Everything's in control. How do you get out of Iran? Well, we're going to try and do one night, one day. We're going to get a few um, testimonies going. And we're going to have them viewed on the screen. We're going to sit these brothers down and hear. How did Matthew get out of Iran? How did the word of God come to him? How did the message open up to him? We got a church of 400, 500 people. And most of you don't even know Brother Matthew's testimony. I want to hear it. I want to hear Brother Emmanuel's. I want to hear Brother Jose's. Tremendous testimonies of the power of the truth of the word can loose Satan's grip. Amen. And it's going to loose us on this terra firma and is going to bring us into a future home. Hallelujah. God's got plans for us, saints. He's got great plans for us. We can make plans, but as a friend, we'll submit our plans to his plans. He's my friend, and every seed of Abraham does that. That's the way of the born-again Christian does today. They believe God's word, and they are a friend of God. Amen. Think about it, Sister Eileen. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. The Son of Man, the Son of Man, came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a gluttonous and a drunkard, a friend of tax tax gatherers and sinners. (laughs) Oh, he's a friend. Think about it. He died for every man's sin, from the garden to whatever the end is. He died for all man's sin. He did. 
But you've got to receive a pardon in the name of a pardon to get a, the pardon reward. So those that are sinners saved by grace are the predestinated seed. Brother Ram said the only reason why he hasn't judged the world yet because that ring of blood is still around the earth. And he sees the people through the blood. But when he sees a redeemed son of God, a redeemed daughter of God, who's applied the blood, all he sees is spotless. Red through red is white. No sin. Yes, sir, he was a friend before we were even known as a son of God. My sheep know my voice. He's the seeking shepherd. He's the guiding light. It is God himself that's leading us. Jesus said, when the Son of Man is revealed from heaven, let me close by saying this, Brother Bram says, that the Son of Man is now being revealed. In the day when the Son of Man is revealed, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days the Son of Man is revealed. As it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be in the revealing of the Son of Man. So now there is a prophecy that was laying in the scripture. It was all there. We didn't have a clue. We just rattled it off as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Sodom, as it was in the, We just rattled that off. But the fulfillment is awesome. The fulfillment is beyond my comprehension. The Son of Man was being revealed. It was being unveiled. It was being manifested. And it, was, it wasn't you that saw this. It was God that gave you eyes to see this. You know, oh, I saw that a long time ago. It was God's grace that let you have eyes have to see this Son of Man. Jesus said, when the Son of Man is revealed from heaven, let me close by saying this, that the Son of Man is now being revealed from heaven. Come on. Load that son of yours up with books that high, Brother Roy. Eat the book, Gabriel. Eat it. Eat it all. Eat it all. Because it's a full message. It isn't just one book here, one book there, one book here, one book there. It's the whole message. He said, now let me close by saying this, that the Son of Man is now being revealed from heaven. That was 1958. Oh. Whoa. Will it come after a while, Brother Branham? It is now. Hmm. I hope I won't have to make this so personal of of this own uh, make this so personal of this own meaning, but that your spirit within you that's give you by God can read what I'm talking about. The Son of Man has already come from glory and is revealing himself for these past few years to his church in mercy. Showing them his great presence. Doing the same thing he did when he was on earth. Revealing himself like he did to Abraham. What do friends do? They talk to one another. They speak about personal things to one another. Revealing himself like he did to Abraham before the destruction. He has come now in mercy. Revealing himself to the church. It's being laughed at and scoffed at. 1958. It's being laughed at and scoffed at. Don't, don't you ever 
hang your head down low. You hold your head up high. He held his head up high. He knew that was what was backing him. People have scoffed at this message. They have mocked this message. But I'm going to stand with God himself. They don't like that expression because they don't have a revelation of who their friend is. They've only been associated with him. They've only been around him. But they're not a friend of his. Only sons are friends. Daughters are friends. Oh, what a friend. (laughs) Mike, what a friend. Managing. Here we are. You're retired. I'm not. What's wrong? Something's wrong. Here we are after all these years. Is he not deeper to you? Is he not richer to you? Isn't he more sweet to you? Isn't he more of a friend than he's ever been to you? Oh my God, what a friend you are, Lord Jesus. I'm coming up to a year, a year in a hospital room. Eight days and came home, tried to get this foot healed up. Back in the hospital for another 21, 22 some odd days and I say, well, that was, that was something. You look back, well, you're in it. You go, whoo, this is something. And God had prepared me. I was somehow, by the grace of God, his presence came and talked to Brother Ed and Sister Ruth and told them how the same thing that happened pre-accident and so forth, and I don't need to get into that. But everything you go through is for a reason. I'm stuck in a four-bed ward. Four-bed ward. And, I, you know, you fight for a private room. You pay for a private room. You want a private room. You can't get a private room. People get them. I don't get them. But I'm there with people. Professors. I'm there with this particular lady that was next to me. She was my age. Her name is Jessica there. And she's called second-generation Holocaust survivor. So they are children of their parents who have survived the Holocaust. And she's just pouring out her heart, pouring out her heart. And you know me. I, I got, if I've got something to say, I can say it all. Eight hours, eight, ten hours. If you're going to listen, I'm going to talk. I'm going to tell you. So she said, Tom, you know, she started to ask me about myself and ask me about because Joanne would come in. Of course, when the sisters walk in, it blows everybody's mind. And then I started to talk to her about my testimony and talk to her about what the Lord Jesus has done and how that she needs the Lord Jesus and so forth. And this has gone on for a week, maybe two. And she wakes up in the middle of the night and she's bawling and her head off and she's crying and uh, I, I know that she has a group that they talk about, a, a healing group type of thing. And they talk about the, all these children that are troubled. And I looked it up, and it's a terrible thing. They have to. Some of the parents don't dis- discuss what they went through. Some discuss what they went through. They get mentally scarred. They're imbalanced. They don't even know what reality of life. And they've grown up in that type of an atmosphere. And she just breaks out in tears, crying and Wondering what's what's life all about and everything. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, I, I believe it was. Uh, I woke up and I'm listening to her 
just wailing, actually. And I go, Jessica, Jessica. And she goes, and she parts the little curtain. She says, are you talking to me? I said, I'm talking to you. I said, what are your, what's your issue? Well, let's deal with your issue. And so she starts pouring it out. She says, I've got grandparents. I have family members. I have, they were burned and they were, they were destroyed. And what's this all about? And she says, I just can't get it out of my mind. And the, and the Holy Spirit comes down. And I said, stop crying for a moment. And let me tell you something. Every one of your uncles and aunts, grandparents and friends, neighbors and associates that died in the camps have been given white robes and they are going to heaven. The Holy Spirit came down. The sobbing stopped. Because the word corrects the error every time. They have no answers, but Jesus came as a friend to give you and I an answer. You say, well, I've known that. It was the tender hand of Jehovah that moved the Jews back to Israel. But to do that, six million had to die. And one of the little daughters, troubled in mind, troubled in spirit, the word Jesus came and gave her an answer. The sobbing stopped. She says, is that true? I said, it came by a vindicated prophet. An angel of the Lord himself stood with that prophet. And he opened the seven seals, the mysteries that were closed. God opened his word. And today, that word is in me. And I'm telling you, every family member, everyone that died in the... Prophet said... In Revelation 6, they were given white robes. And it helped. She says, is your church open? I said, has COVID opened our door? She said, I'll be there the first church service. Of course, they all get like me with Brother Kenner, Sister Lynn. I'll be in church. I'll be in. But when you get away from the presence of God, you sort of cool off again. But the word Himself corrects the error of our thinking. So God's thoughts had to come through a word to give you peace. That passes all understanding. Gives you answers when there's questions. They criticize and mocked. In the prophet's age, and they'll criticize and mock in your age. But how be it? When he, he person, when he, the spirit of truth, my friend, truth, when he, the spirit of truth, The complete truth is come. He will guide you into what? All truth. For he will not speak of himself. 
But he, whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. What a friend. He doesn't keep you in the dark. He unveils himself. He doesn't keep you in the dark. He shows your new body. He doesn't keep you in the dark. He shows you a future home. Spirit of truth. Spirit of truth. That spirit of truth is your friend. He's my friend. He will guide us. As he guided the wise men. They saw the star. We've seen the star. The last star in the hand of God. Led them to the word made flesh. He will guide you to the perfect light. That word is what guides you to that light. And that light is what makes that word vindicated. Guiding us to that perfect light. Spirit of truth. Is my friend. And oh, what a friend. What a friend. Friend, philos. In the Greek, philos. Close to Phil. Phil O.S. Friend. Describe somebody that has a special interest in someone. I trust you found out that the Son of Man has a special interest in you this morning. Very special interest because you're a friend of God. Having a special interest in someone, a friend, is one who's intimate terms or is in close association with someone else. And honey, a friend is one who knows you and who you are. What a friend. They understand. They understand where you've been and where and what you are. They accept you as you are. And still, they invite you. (laughs) They know all about you. Still, they like you. Oh. He knew all about me more. He might not like me. But he knows all about me. And he still likes me. Hallelujah. Oh, what a friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. One fellow said, Keep a fair-sized cemetery in your backyard. In which to bury the faults of your friends. Maybe I'll say it again. One fellow said what a real friend is. He said keep a fair sized cemetery in your backyard. In which to bury the faults. Of your friends. God has a sea of forgetfulness. There's my faults. (laughs) been judged no more to be remembered no more to be remembered what does he want 
But the Bram said, I believe where Jesus is today, the resurrected Lord, not out yonder somewhere a million miles away, but he's right here present. But when our body comes in tune with God, becoming a part of him, then our soul can pick up the power of the Holy Spirit to vindicate the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ and all of his power and omnipotence. He has risen from the dead. He lives amongst us today. He wants fellowship. He wants friendship. Back with his people again. The great majesty, his glory now spreading forth. He's desiring to fellowship again with the people like he did in the Garden of Eden. My God. Take me back to Eden, Lord. Take me back to my future home. Before this hickey of sin came in the Garden of Eden. And the stroke of sin came and caused this mess of humanity. Take us back, Lord. Walk with me. Walk with me. These things have I spoken unto you that you might have. What? Peace. Peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. (laughs) Our friend is unveiling now. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of sadness. No, doesn't say that. It says be of good cheer, because I overcame the world. And I'll overcome through you every tribulation you go through. I'll be your friend. I've told you these things so that in me you will have perfect peace and perfect confidence. Amen. Be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. For I've overcome the world and I've deprived it. And this is the part I love the most. Now listen to this. I've overcome the world. In the Greek, in vines, it comes down to this. I have deprived it. I've overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you. Every trial you go through is not to hurt you. He's already protected you. I've overcome the world. And I've taken the power of the hurt away. He's my friend. He is your friend today. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the reason, saints of God, they without us are not made perfect. He couldn't come in Wesley's day, couldn't come in Luther's day, couldn't come in the Pentecostal day. It came today and they without you are not made perfect. Listen, saints, this isn't just a message. This is Jesus Christ, the word of God, trying to position us. Listen, they went through their day. They went through their persecution. We don't want to sit back on a bed of ease. And remember, I took that quote of Antipas. and said, how, uh, how we don't even feel like we can compare to those that were given to lions or given to the stake. Or given. Brother Brown said, but by you living victorious every day of your life, you're living through that same faith. 
They were anointed for it. And we are anointed to overcome sin, the devil, and the effects of him. Amen, Brother Aiden. We'll overcome through the blood of Christ, my Lord, every sickness, every devil, every unbelief. Hallelujah. This is not for the weak-kneed Christians. This isn't for people to warm a pew. These are, this message is for sons and daughters of God who know who they are and they're walking with a great friend. I'm very careful. I used to say to Sam, Sam, Sam is the, we always called him our social butterfly. He just fluttered. And he's unknowingly do, does things unknowingly. And he's a wonderful man of God. He's a wonderful man. And he was just, you know, but you know, he'd come home and he, he said, my friend. I go, who? What? How can he be your friend? I don't even know him. I know all your friends. Oh, my friend this and my friend that. My, they're not friends. Those are people you know. They aren't people that are your friends. Friends will lay their lives down. Come on. He laid his life down. Sure, this man has laid his life down. These men are laying their lives down. Amen. We lay our lives down. We do lay our lives down for our friends. I'm sorry, I haven't even looked. I don't even know where we're at here. One, start, okay. Hour and a half, okay. Friends. Friends. That will lay their lives down. Brother Ken, I found that quote. I don't know where you got it. But Ken has a mind like a, like a fly trap. He said, a real friend runs in when the others are running out. That's a real friend, Brother Timothy. That's a real friend, Ken. People are running and fleeing like rats. A real friend runs in to help. Don't you know him that way? I tell you, I went to all my friends that I thought were friends when I got saved. I felt it was my duty to let them know what happened to Tom Ray. I went to every one of their doors and everyone got shut. But there was one friend I had. The Lord Jesus... And my friend, Ken, no one else turned to. I didn't know Brother Ed. When things happen, and even your friends can't be with you, and you got to walk out of a room by yourself. I knew I had one friend. I looked up. I said, Lord... No, not all men forsake of me. I'm not Paul. I'm not Brother Branham. I'm just Tom. But I didn't have any at this time. That was there at the present. But I walked down the road out in Langley. Down the road not knowing where my life was going. What God was doing. But he held me. And he walked with me. And he talked with me. If anybody has fallen short to be in this friendship, it's me, not him. I'm the one that's fallen short. But he's got a sea of forgetfulness to bury all my faults.
Would you like him as a friend this morning? You want to walk closer to him this morning? Just walk closer, Lord, closer, Lord, to me. Life gets busy, turmoil happens, COVID comes, houses burn down, plagues are everywhere. Where are you running to? The righteous run into him. Because he's my friend. And I run into him and I feel the safety of his arms. It's okay. It's okay. Tom, it's okay. I'll take care of you. Maybe you want to know him like that this morning. Feel the tender touch of Jesus. Say, I've not known him like that. I want to get to know him more. You got to spend time with a friend to be friend. You do have to spend time. Sometimes we don't find the time enough. And then we don't get to know him enough. But if you just make the time and be friendly, he'll become a great friend to you. He'll be a great friend to you. Because we have needs. We all have needs. Especially in an assembly such as this and our blessed Brothers and sisters all across the line. We love them dearly. We all have needs. But he's a friend. Like Abraham said, honey, it's okay. I know his nature. I know his character. We're still going to have that baby. We're still going to have that baby. We're still going to have that baby. I don't care what doctors say. I don't care what they said. We've got the charts, we've got everything, but then my friend came. And Jesus was his name. And he gave me three wonderful children and now many more. Physicians, why don't you come, please? Well, I'm not finished, but we'll finish. Um, but Branham says, it's your attitude this morning that will determine what you receive. And then I found myself quoting Brother Ernie. God bless our precious brother's memories. Your attitude determines your altitude. You come to church expecting you're going to get what you expect. So whatever your attitude is this morning, ah, it's just a church, it's just a time. But he wants to be your helper, your comforter, your advocate, your intercessory. He wants to be your counselor. He wants to be your strength giver. He wants to stand by and be with you. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father sends in my name, in my place, represent me. Act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. He will teach you. I'm going to be your comforter. I will advocate for you in every situation. And I don't know an advocate that's ever lost a case. This one hasn't. 
He's your, my intercessor. He's going to teach me these things. He's going to teach me. He's my counselor. He's my strength giver. He's my friend who stands by in my hour of need. Maybe there's somebody here that just has one simple need. And you want your friend to stand by you. Walk by you. Be with you. Through your trial. And your testing. I pray for Ricard, pray for Andrea, pray for the children. That he would be their peace and their advocate and strength giver, stand by. Lord, be a friend to them. Maybe you in the balcony or you down here below or you on the internet or you on Zoom. Do you want to have a friend like Jesus? He's revealed himself. He's unveiled himself. He's told us he's here in the Son of Man ministry. He's telling us the husband and wife, the woman and her husband are one. They become one. And so does the bride in Christ become one. He's trying to tell us my dearest and closest friend outside of Christ himself is my wife. I can say today that Jesus Christ, I'm not a name dropper. But I'm a name dropper. I don't care who I know. As long as I know him. To be called his friend. Is an honor. And a privilege. And dad I hope you don't mind us. But I looked up. A friend. And brother Branham called you a friend. A special friend. A precious friend. A friend of a prophet. What a privilege we've been able to sit under that kind of ministry. I deem it a great honor, Dad. I do. A great honor, Brother Ed. I deem it a great honor to walk with you. But I deem it a greatest honor to walk with my Savior. My advocate, my comforter and friend. And if you wish to have a closer walk with him this morning, why don't you just stand to your feet and say, Lord, just a closer walk with me. Just a closer walk. If you mean it, stand to your feet, please. Oh, just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus is my plea. Just daily walking close to Thee. Yes, Lord. Oh, let it be. Bye.
think that the God of glory would seek and to save that which was lost. You knew where Zacchaeus was. You knew where Moses was. You know where Gideon was. You know where David was. You knew Nathaniel was under a fig tree. You knew Abraham's tent location. Lord, you know each and every one of us here this morning needs a friend. 
Some have walked with you and you are a dear friend to them, Lord. Maybe there's those that have not known you that way, Lord. And they are, their hearts are beating and they want to know you as a true friend that does indeed stick closer than a brother. Would you come by their way, Lord, and as they commune with you, would you speak back to them? Not a one-way conversation, somebody taking it all up. This is not a narcissism, Lord. Well, we got to be the big shot. You're the one. You're the great I am. You're the lovely one. We're nothing, Lord. And then you called us to be your children, bride, becoming one. What an honor and what a privilege to be called this morning a friend to Jesus Christ. Lord, if we've fallen short on our end, forgive me, forgive us. You've never failed, Lord, I know I have. But I know there's a graveyard called the sea of your great forgetfulness. Forgive me where I've fallen short, Lord, to be that friend back to you. Lord, would you bless this blessed people? Bless this little church, not just here, but those that have joined with us this morning. May the presence of God that's here, may it permeate their homes, wherever they are. Just come close to them, Lord. Minister to their souls. Lots of hurts, Lord. But you're our advocate. You're our sozo. You are everything. So, Father, with different hearts being open now, may they fling them wide open and let the Master come and dwell within their lives. How quick it was when a prophet said, Do you receive him? Yes, I, yes, I do. Well, go home. You're saved. You're healed. Maybe those this morning that have rededicated their lives back to you and know you. As a dear friend in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. What a friend we have in Jesus. All grace to bear. up a little bit, Ben. Oh, what a peace we have. Oh, what a peace we have. And oh, what needless pain we bear. And all because we do not care. Let's just sing that one more time. One.
with us down life's road, Lord. Be that friend. Be that friend. Be that friend to me. Oh, what a friend. Heavenly Father, just the close of this little meeting, Lord. Heart of thanksgiving, knowing, Lord, that man would fail every time, but you never fail. You never fail, Lord. You never fail. I just pray, Lord, something said, Lord, not that great knowledge, not great nothing, but the word of life may it be a strength to each and every one, Lord. My word obviously would fail miserably. Yours will never, never fail. Never have, Lord. Walk with us, Lord. We don't know what's around the corner, but you do. We don't know what's going to take place, but you do, Lord. Seems like every day there's a surprise. There's Satan there waiting to do some dastardly deed. But Lord, you've conquered every one of them. You've overcome them, and we will overcome them through you, Lord. I just pray that you watch over your sheep in the next days. I pray you'll be the comforter. 
to Sister Andrea, Brother Ricard, and the children, Lord. Each one bearing their own grave. But Lord, you're the one that gives peace. You're the one that pours in the balm. You're the one that gives them strength. You're the one that takes away the discouragement. Would you bless that little family today? And each one that has gathered in the house of God. Those that are in the fellowship room. And those that have been on the internet. Bless each one, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God be with you. Give you a wonderful day. May the glorious presence of God continue to go with you. Be with you and overshadow you. Sister Tilly, I know it's been a shock for you too. You've been in our thoughts and prayers. We do love you and appreciate your stand for Christ. What you've meant to your sons meant to us. God bless you and may he strengthen you through this time. You're all dismissed in Jesus' name. God be with you and bless you all. You're dismissed. God bless you.